Thank you, Lord. God is so good to us. Thank you, Jesus. This is a spirit-led church. Spirit-led. Everybody say spirit-led. Bible teaches us we're supposed to be spirit-led. If we're not spirit-led, you know what we're led by? We're led by our flesh. Either the flesh is leading you right now and your spirit's following, doing whatever your flesh says, or the spirit is leading your flesh. We've got to be spirit-led. Whatever is normal for you, don't do it. Whatever is fleshly for you, don't do it. This is a spirit-led moment. Whatever's going to get you out of what you're in, it's going to be a spirit-led moment. Whatever you're going through right now, you need to be in the spirit to get through it, to get out of it, to fix it, to get victory in Jesus' name. It won't happen because you're carnal and fleshly. It'll only happen because you're led of the spirit. Thank you, Lord. Spirit-led church. Man, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12. And while you're turning there, ladies' game night, Friday night, 6, 6.30, just 6.30 is good. Come to the gym, ladies. Now, this, this is started from some young, young ladies in our church who wanted to get together and play some games. And, uh, and so it really is geared to, to younger ladies. But, of course, you know, anyone is welcome to come. But the reason why I say it that way is because the way they play is very youthful. It's not, it's not more of an older style, and so if you are an older lady and you're a, kind of a younger at heart, then it'd probably be good for you, but uh, just don't come and be sour and stare at them if you're older, and just, where's the knitting class at? Like, it's, 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 very, it's very different than a normal ladies' event, and so I just want to forewarn you because I don't want you to come and it be not what you're used to. I don't want you to come thinking it's just going to be like having some tea and sitting down visiting. It's very active from what I hear. They're playing games. If you don't do that, probably won't like it. But if you want to go, you think it fits you, uh, they want to have a good time, have fun. They just want to make sure everybody knows about it. So it's going to be a lot of fun if you want to hang out and be a part of this. Friday night, ladies are welcome to join in on that, see if you like it. And then quizzings, Bible quizzing started happening last weekend, yesterday. It's going to happen again Saturday. And so we're going to have Bible, Bible quizzing going on. Be praying for our Bible quizzers that God's going to bless them. We'll give you reports after we get both of the weekends done. We'll give you reports on that. We've got great Bible quizzers. And then lastly, giving statements are ready for you. You can pick those up. They should be in the back. Grab your giving statements. See uh, what you gave, and uh, that's good to know about. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart's at. And so you can look at that and compare numbers. It's a great tool to use. Uh, Hebrews 12 and 1. Are you ready to go to the Word today, everybody? Good. I feel like the Lord has given me a word for us to keep on running in the race, to go forward. Hebrews 12 and 1, where, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, besets us, the King James says. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, we've got a race. And he had his own uh, race or journey set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12 and 3, for consider him, Jesus, who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your souls. Use what Jesus did to endure the cross to encourage you when you feel like giving up. Use the witnesses, the cloud of witnesses, to help you when you feel like getting out of the race. And, and please, get rid of the weight that makes it easier to sin. Everybody say witnesses. Everybody say weight. Everybody say Jesus. These are the three things that are going to help us finish the race, y'all. We're in a race right now. It's a long-distance race, and I believe God's going to help us. He's going to help us today. So today I felt like asking you a question. You can lift, but can you last? You can lift, but can you last? That's the question. Can we last? Are we going to make it? Everybody say in Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated today. 
I just, I just want to encourage you right now, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage you. I want to tell you to keep on running. Everybody say, keep running. Look at your neighbor and say, keep running, neighbor. Keep running, neighbor. Don't give up. Say, you're not that fast, neighbor. You look kind of slow. But keep running. It's all right if you're slow. Keep running. It's okay if you're not that fast. Keep running. If you can keep running, you're going to make it. You're going to make it to heaven one day. Just stay in the race that has been set before you. Keep running. It will be, tw- it will be tempting to quit at times. But you've got to endure. You've got to keep running. Got to keep running. It's going to get tough. But they've got to endure. Endure. The key word is end. Got to get to the end. End. Endure. You've got to get there. It's all about getting to the end. You're not there yet, so keep running. Pace yourself. Be patient, but stay in the race. The first thing we need to do in order to endure is we need to use our cloud of witnesses. The writer of Hebrews says we have a cloud of witnesses. Man, there's nothing worse in Texas than trying to run in the, under the sun in August. Thank God for that big old cloud that blocks the sun. Thank God for that big old cloud out there that says, son, get out of here. Thank God for the cloud. Now, the, the cloud of witnesses was the first thing mentioned in Hebrews 12 and 1. And it actually starts by saying, therefore. And when we see the word therefore, you have to ask what it's there for. And when you, want, when you see the word therefore in the Bible, you always go before the therefore to find out what the context was. When I hear that there was a cloud of witnesses, I do not have context of the cloud of witnesses unless I go before the therefore to find out what he's talking about. Now, please understand this about the Bible. Just because you switch chapters doesn't mean you've changed topics. The Bible was not originally written with chapters and verses. It was just written like a long run-on sentence. It was just written. And it's up to us to figure out where the pauses are, to figure out where the breaks are at, where the themes change, looking at context of words. So... Hebrews 12 and 11 may as well just been the same thing. I go back now to Hebrews 11, and when I read Hebrews 11, I find that it is a chapter many call the chapter of the heroes of faith. Chapter 11, therefore, is a list of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Samuel, and the prophets, it says. Verse 13, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteous. That's Hebrews 11 and 13. I'm sorry, I did not give you scriptures. Wrought righteousness, uh, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. Everybody say, look at the cloud. Quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Wax valiant in fight. Turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Thank God for the cloud. Others were tortured in the cloud. Not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Going to 36 through 38 now. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. In my cloud, all of those things exist. They were stoned in my cloud. They were sawn asunder, cut in half in my cloud. They were tempted. They were slain and killed with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, being afflicted, being tormented in my cloud. Look up to the cloud. 
when you're having a bad day, look at the cloud. When somebody don't like you, keep running and look at the cloud. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for those who went before me. Thank you for the runners who can testify. Thank you for those on the long distance run that go before us, uh, that tell us uh, in the cloud of witnesses uh, that if we can make it, you can make it. Uh, If we can get through being cut in half with a saw, then surely you can get through 2023 unscathed by all the enemy's tricks uh, and attacks. It says in verse 38, of whom the world was not even worthy of these witnesses, for they wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. Now context for the cloud. Therefore, therefore, we have a cloud of witnesses. Who are the cloud of witnesses for you and I as we run in the middle of this race? It is the heroes of faith in the scripture who have had far more difficulties than you and I. Your phone died and you lose your mind. You drop it. No! The cloud says you're going to be okay. The cloud says keep on running. I don't want to hear it. The cloud says, oh, you think you're having a bad day. You ain't even, you ain't seen nothing yet. You lost your job. I'll send you a check. Come on now. Don't get all frustrated. Keep on running. Keep on running. You think you're lonely. You think nobody wants to marry you. Oh, try being out in the middle of the desert. Try being all by yourself. Try living in caves. Try being on the run for your life. The cloud says it's going to be all right. The cloud says you can trust God. The cloud says keep on going. The cloud says stop complaining. Man. We, we got to use the cloud, y'all. We got to use the cloud. Ordinary men, regular folks, just like you, ordinary women, and they made it. If we can use faith like them, we can make it in Jesus' name. Yep. So we've got to look at the cloud. That's the first thing. Second thing, could it be that those same men, since that's the context, could it be that those same men in chapter 11 who had to struggle by faith, could it be that they, if they were to talk to us today, they would tell us, and be careful when you're running, to lay aside every weight? Maybe David. Maybe Samson. Y'all know about Samson? Some of y'all don't know about Samson. The man loved to lift. The man loved to lift. A hero of faith, no doubt, but he was all about the lifting, and he struggled with the lasting. Yep. Could it be that if we look at these same men listed, they would warn us in that cloud, and they'd shout it and say, be careful in the race, because if you're going to make it to the end, you do not want more weight than you have to carry. I looked up the successful, you just type it on Google and pray if it's okay, because you never know what you're going to get. But I, ty- I typed in most successful long distance runners. And I would have showed you a picture, but my girl's Barbies had more clothes on. <laughs> it's pretty immodest. <laughs> yeah. And besides the fact that they had very little clothes on, I should have typed in male runners. (laughs) That probably would have been a little more Christian for me, at least. And and so I noticed they didn't have a lot of clothes on, and that's that's one sign. It's not because they're trying to be immodest. It's because they're obviously trying to not have a lot of weight or resistance on them. But the second thing I saw was they were all skinny. That's so racist. That's the word you use now for everything, you know, racist. This is racist. Why aren't they letting 
obese people in marathons. <laughs> Think about it for a second. They're allowed to be in them. Uh, no, you're, you're too large for this race. Nope. You, y'all know in 2023, that would not fly. You can't tell nobody that can't participate. I promise you, larger folks can run. They just don't win. Y'all can say amen today. I'm not going to get on your health today. And so as I clicked through picture after picture after picture, I was like, skinny, anorexic, skinny, anorexic, skinny, skin and bones, bones with skin on top, (laughs) vegan, vegan, vegan. (laughs) And it didn't take very long to figure it out. You can't run long distances with extra weight. Now, you can run with extra weight. You just can't go very far with extra weight. <laughs> hey, big folks can move. You ever seen the football players? Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, but they start going. <sighs> <sighs> you, ever seen them, you ever seen them try to get past all the other players, and it's that one big dude in the back trying to get the runner running down the field, and he just gives it all he got, and he's got like 15 feet in him. And boy, he can scoot for 15 feet. I mean, it's scary. It's like a train coming at you. If he gets you, you're done. But then it's just like, well, you can go. I'm done. But who's that last guy trying to chase down that dude? Is that skinniest dude on the team? It's just ah! going across the field. The big dude's just like, that's not my job. That's not my job. I'm not a runner. <laughs> yeah. So I think I've made my point that if you're going to make it in the race in the last days, you've got you've to learn how to get rid of things, not add more to you. Okay, let's talk about the rules of the race. As far as I can tell, there are two rules for this race of salvation. The first rule, which makes the most sense to me, is that we're told to run, which means we have to have forward progress to be saved. Salvation is not where you've arrived to. Salvation is forward progress. Right? We don't judge off of of where we've arrived to. Paul said, I have not arrived. But he said, but I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ. So salvation is not about where we've gotten to. It's that we continue to move towards it. So, So you're not saved if you're not going forward. Okay? You're not. Because you can't be in the race if, unless you're running. You cannot be in the race unless you're running. Who joins a race and stands there? What number are you? I'm 45. What are you going to do? I'm going to stand here for the race. I'm going to stand in the middle of the track. That's not the point of the race, y'all. You don't get all dressed up and get a number and stand there. You can get the outfit on. You can pay the registration fee. But if you're not running, you're not in the race. You're a hypocrite. You're a poser. You're a fake. You're just there for attention. You're there to feel like you're a runner. It's like the ladies wearing yoga pants. You know you didn't do no yoga. Now the guys wear yoga pants. And we know they ain't doing yoga. They doing yogurt. That's what they do it. That's funny. You know you didn't, you know you ain't working out. Everybody wearing workout clothes because they feel more athletic. You ain't working out. Yeah. So so if you're not running, you're not in the race, and don't don't believe the lie. Right? Look, if you're not tired, you're not running. It's part of running, y'all. Get a little out of breath every now and then. You get a little weak every now and then. 
You know you're doing something right. You know you're in the race when you get a little tired every now and then because you're pushing, you're pressing, you're moving forward. It's not easy, but you're climbing. That's rule number one. You've got to run. Rule number two, very clear in Scripture. You've got to stay on the right course. You can't make up your own. Pow! Everybody else goes that way. And you just go wherever you want. You can't do that. You're breaking the rules. You don't get to pick your own path. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the life. Any man that gets to the Father goes through me. There's only one way to get to the end. There's only one way to be saved. Only one. Jesus said the way is straight and the way is narrow. The way to life is straight and narrow. It's not hard to stay on it. It's not hard, I should say, to know the path. It's hard to stay in the middle. It's very clear what we have to do. It's just not always fun. Because all the fun stuff you think is on the sidelines. And you have a narrow path. And what frustrates Christians is it's not broad. Because Jesus said that broad is the way to destruction. People that like big paths are going to be destroyed. So, so now we got people that move forward the wrong way. Oh, you're running. You look like a runner. You're legit. You're a runner. But you create your own path and call yourself in the race. You cannot be in the race if you get outside the boundaries. To the false doctrine Christians out there who believe whatever YouTube preacher they like, you can't make your own path and be saved. It's got to follow the scriptures. Run all you want to. You're running in vain. You're choosing the easy path. A lot of folks look like they're spiritual when they get to pick an easier path. How come you're not staying in the race over there at your church? Because I'm on the, it's tough for me. I'm actually on the real straight and narrow. You get to go pick any life you want. Like these Christians that, that get drunk and they call themselves Christians. These Christians that, that have a, a mouth of a sailor and call themselves a Christian. Y'all work with them. People leading Bible studies at their church, yet cussing everybody out the next minute. That's called the broad path, y'all. Oh, no, they run. They just run whatever way they want. They got the Christian outfit on. They talk like a Christian. But when it comes down to following the rules of the race, they don't follow the rules of the race. They run at whatever pace they want, whatever direction they want, and they just do it because it feels good to think they're in the race. But they're not getting any closer to Jesus. The two rules I can see are those rules right there. And anything violating these rules would be the equivalent of sin in this cross-country style analogy. So far too many spend their time trying to see how much weight they can carry and still stay in the race. There are so many Christians that look at me and say, Pastor, I don't think it's wrong to do this. Because look at me. I can still run with the weight. You're right. Technically, you're right. Technically, I can't argue with you. Because technically, weight is not sin. And the majority of the arguments we have in the kingdom of God is over weight. Because we all agree sin is sin. Well, that's actually becoming more blurry too now. But it used to be when I was growing up in church, we would argue over what was weight and what was sin. And people would constantly try to dig at the pastor and say, you're preaching this, but this is not in the Bible. You're preaching this as dangerous, but this is not a sin. Therefore, I'm going to go get as much of it as I want. You're not understanding the concept. You can still run forward and go the right direction with heavy weight. The problem with weight, listen to this, is not in the ability to run, but in the ability to finish. The more the weight that you carry, the more tempted you will be to either choose an easier path or simply quit running altogether. 
Yeah. But weight is hard to preach against because almost anybody can carry a heavy weight for a little while. Like my man Edward here, he's, he's strong. Can, can you help me today? Matthew, where are those at? Can you come up here, bud? Eduardo, Edward, which one is it? Edward? Okay, making sure you looked at me like your name wasn't Edward. That's why I was... Can you come up here for a second? Yeah. So Edward here is an athletic guy. If you ever see him on like the volleyball court, he looks like he just had like four monster energy drinks. And he's got a lot of energy. Strong dude. Let's give Edward a hand. Strong dude. Yeah. Huh? You can lift weights? Are you going to lift weights? I mean, are you okay, bro? All right. He's like, what are you doing up here with me, Pastor? All right, you're good. All right. So what's, what's happening here is, is my man, can, he can carry this weight, right? It's not a problem. In fact, go ahead and just hold him. Just 30 pounds each. It's not that much. You good? Okay. Sweet. Does that feel all right? You're, you're pretty strong, right? That's not a question, right? The, the problem is the longer you stand here, And the, the, the longer you just live life like this, the more you start thinking about quitting. <laughs> right now we're cool, right? Yeah. You're not sweating. He's, he's good. He's strong. It's not about how much you can. Batteries are already dead, so. Yeah. So it's not about <laughs> how long <laughs> it's about how long the batteries can last. Yeah. <laughs> so are you good, bro? Okay, good. All right. So we're going to leave you here for we'll come back tomorrow, okay? And then just want to see how you're doing, all right? You do your best? Okay. So the the funny part about all this here is is my friend here, he's starting to feel it because it doesn't take very long before it starts to set in and fatigue sets in. And so he looks impressive right now. In fact, if you started to lift him and curl him, can you curl him a little bit? It's pretty strong, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's right-handed. Yeah, give him a break. He's right -handed. There you go. A little struggle. He's trying to throw it all in there. He's, you know, that's, yeah. No, you're strong. Those are, those are heavy weights. I'm not, I'm not dissing you, bro. You're strong. The, the, the thing is, the longer, the, the longer he curls them, do they get heavier? No. They don't get their 30-pound weights. Uh-oh, that's 32 now. The 33 weights. They're, they're getting bigger. Y'all, the, the weight does not get larger. The man gets more fatigued. The longer you do something, the more difficult it becomes. All right, you can set them down right here. You did a great job, bud. Let's give him a good hand. Awesome. Hey, hey, I got one more for you to do, though. Come here. All right, go get that right there. All right, here's another thing that happens whenever we're, uh, we're doing this. Sometimes really determined Christians will attempt to carry weights that you preach warnings about simply to prove you wrong. Pastor be like, TV's bad. And there's always some man in the church going, oh, yeah, watch this. Praise God, I can carry a TV in worship. Ha, <laughs> ha, pastor, take that. Keep carrying it. Holler at me in a year. What are you talking about, pastor? You told me if I had a TV in my house, I would sin. Look at me. I'm still at church. Keep carrying it. How strong are you? Tempt not the Lord thy God. See, what we do is we measure everything based on sin. We don't understand that weight is prophetic sin. And the more you load yourself down with, the weaker you get, the more tempted you are to actually sin. There's always got to be somebody in church that tries to carry stuff to show off how spiritual they are. 
Man, that's great. Look at you. You proved me wrong. You can do all that and still worship God. The question is not can you do it. The question is how long will you do it? I can go there, Pastor. In fact, I've been going there for years, and it hasn't stopped me. Keep going there. See what happens. Y'all, the longer you're in a race, the more fatigued you get. The closer you get to the end of the thing, the, the more you want to get rid of stuff, not add stuff. What you could do the first year you got the Holy Ghost is not what you can do after five years of having the Holy Ghost because five years down the road, you're further down the road. You've been running for five years, and now you can't carry it like you used to, not because you're weak, but because over time you get tired. So there was a time when I was like, yeah, I can watch this and still be spiritual. I can watch this. But as time goes on, as time goes on, this thing starts to get heavy. And this thing does not become sin. It becomes something that will cause sin. The Lord wants our church to be free so we can keep running. The Lord wants us to see things that aren't really clear in Scripture as detrimental in our futures. And I don't have to get up here today and tell you that things are sin, but I can tell you things are weight. And what I cannot call sin, I will call out as weights. And I will tell you if you maintain them in your life, it's a matter of time before they begin to wear you down. And you begin to say, you know what, I don't think I'm going to pray this morning. I don't think I've got time to read my Bible this morning. You know, I mean well, but over time, the longer you carry things that are not sin, but they're just plain heavy and they're of no use, eventually you start to say, you know what, I'm getting tired of all this church stuff. What do you do when you're in church for a long time and you're getting tired? You find something else to get rid of. You strip yourself down. You get as light as you can because my number one goal is to continue to run in the race. At any cost, I'll give anything up to stay in the race. Anything heavy, anything difficult, I'll give it all up in time. The music we listen to, yeah, I can do it right now. Keep doing it. It gets heavier. Entertainment that you have in your life, keep doing it. It gets heavier. The person you're dating, it's all fine your first couple dates. It gets heavier. You cannot maintain weights on long-distance runs. That's why at some point your weights have got to come off if you're going to stay in the race. Because extra weight does not appear dangerous until we've carried it for a while. The longer you keep a TV, the more you start to realize how heavy it gets. The longer you keep a revelation, the longer you stay on the video games, the more you realize how much they demand of you. You cannot progress and go forward with all the extra weights. I want to say it like this. Faith has a weight limit. It doesn't matter how much you believe you can carry. kind of like young people are like, no, I've got the Holy Ghost. I can go be alone with her. The same Holy Ghost that you think gives you power to be alone with her and not do anything is the same Holy Ghost that will tell you not to be alone with her. Tempt not the Lord thy God. You don't need to carry extra weight. I'm on a race. I've got to get to the end. Why am I adding things on to make it more difficult? True faith does not empower you to carry more selfishness. True faith does whatever it has to do to get to the end. Whatever it's got to do to get to the end, true faith works to remove anything that will hinder you from enduring. It's a patient race, a race of endurance, and it doesn't matter how far you have come if you don't finish the race been in church a while and you're wondering why you're having a hard time, get rid of something. You're in the church a while and you wonder why now it's harder. It's not harder now. Things aren't heavier now. You just have been in this so long that you need to let go of some things you've been carrying. Things that weren't wrong three years ago are wrong now. Well, they can do it. 
but you can't. They're not called like you're called. They're not on the incline that you're on. They're not on the high place like you are. For them, they might could do it, but for you, God's got more for you. I'm talking to a minister right now, a leader right now. God's got more for you. Don't be like them. You can't carry what they carry. You're not weak. You're just further along down the road. Enough of us trying to compare ourselves among ourselves, saying whoever can be closest to the world is the strongest. That's a lie. Those are simply people that haven't been running the right way. God help us to get rid of the weights that so easily beset us in 2023 and realize this is not about what is sin and not sin. This is about what gets us out of the race. What about what helps us stay in the race? What helps us keep running the right way? Anything that stops me from wanting to run, anything that pulls my attention needs to go. Absolutely needs to go out of my life. Because it doesn't matter how many Bibles you can carry on Sunday if you can't even lift one scripture on Monday. Jesus, help us. Because God's not near as concerned with how much you can lift. He wants to know how long you can last. Long distance runners don't lift weights. Look at them. They scrawny little dudes. But man, they can go. Man, they can run. Man, they can just keep on trucking along. You know why long-distance runners don't lift weights? Muscle is heavy. No wonder the Bible says, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, saith the Lord. The last thing this church needs to do is start lifting to impress each other, lifting to act like we're spiritual. If you can't stay in church, it don't matter how many devils you can cast out. If you ain't going to be here after you're offended, it don't matter how many tongues you can speak. You've got to outlast it. You've got to endure it. Cast all the devils out you want, but you get so easily offended. You're always mad trying to change churches all the time, always tempted to quit the race. You don't pray. You don't fast, but you act like you're spiritual. You're a heavy-lifting Christian, but God's calling you to be a long-distance runner. That's how you're saved. Yeah, these muscle Christians can cast out more devils, speak in a fancier tongue. They can shout louder. They can jump higher. They can sing better. They can play prettier. That's all great and good. But will you be here when somebody in the church talks about you behind your back? Or will you sit down on God? Let me see you shout when you lose your job. Let me see you flex your Holy Ghost hand on somebody's head. In Jesus' name, we don't get the leadership position that you've been wanting. If you can't last, it doesn't matter that you can lift. It doesn't matter what you've accomplished heretofore if you can't keep going. Don't you know who I am? I've been in the church a long time. Will you be in the church next year? Because the attitude I see, it's not looking good. Lord, help us get to the end. Watch this on Judgment Day. Jesus will look at some people who said, but we spoke in tongues really good. And we cast out all these devils with our muscles. And he will look at them and what will he say? Depart from me, you, wicker, you, you workers. Oh, we got to be careful. Of iniquity. <laughs> Don't want to blur too many words the wrong way together. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Why is he going to do that? Why is he going why is he going to tell people that said I have a pedigree of powerful things in my life and yet I can't get to heaven because salvation is about lasting not lifting. You are not going to be saved because of your list of accomplishments. You're going to be saved because you stayed faithful on the race, because you got rid of the weights and whatever it took. It doesn't matter what you've accomplished along the way. If you don't stay in the race, get rid of anything you've got to get rid of to stay in the race.
Church family, the race gets more difficult in the end. Has anybody ever ran before? In the beginning, you're like, I got this. Do you need a Gatorade? No, I'm good. It's only been three minutes. And man, something happens as you get going. And you start to feel jelly-legged. And you start to get tired. And you start looking for a water fountain. And you start looking around for some help. And the crowds begin to fade because the crowds are only at the beginning and the end. And then you start to realize, I'm out here by myself, nothing but me in the cloud. <laughs> and you just start running, and there you are out in the middle, and you start getting real tired. Uh, and all of a sudden, it was easy in the beginning, and, and going over a hill was easy in the beginning. But as you get going to the end, you start to realize that this gets harder, but it does not get harder. You've just been in it such a long time that you've learned, I've got to get rid of something. I've got to get a backpack off. I've got to get the jacket off. I've got to get rid of some extra weights. I can't keep going with all this extra. And that extra all of a sudden becomes an enemy. Because you're running on fumes. And this is how something can be so innocent to you early and it can be a massive threat to you later. Because you're running on fumes. Because you're almost at the end. And this is not the time to play games with the race. This is not the time to look for another weight to add on to impress your brothers and sisters with what you can do and still be a Christian. Well, we don't go there. We don't do that, but we do, and we're still saved. Right now you are. Holler at me in a year from now. Let's see if that choice pays off. But I don't want to take any chances. I want to strip anything down that could cause me to be lost cause me to fumble, cause me to trip, cause me to give in, cause me to be tempted to stop. Anything that causes me to want to choose an easy path, anything that causes me not to keep going forward, it's an enemy to me. I'm against it. I don't like it. I preach against it. I'm not for it. And I want to warn others of it. And while today you might not be ready to give up your video games, at some point you will have to. Pastor, that's not for everybody. It will be for everyone eventually. I don't know if there's anything wrong. I'll watch whatever I want to watch. I can still pray. Right now, you say that. But eventually, you can't. There will come a day where you will have to choose your weights or stay in the race. And that's what the Holy Ghost sent me here to warn today and tell you so that you can finish the race. We watch the news. We see what's happening in our world. This nation is corrupt like you've never seen, never imagined. It blows my mind that politicians are so messed up. The people that run our country are so messed up, so lost. These souls are lost. I'm not impressed by them. I'm not impressed by their suits and their ties and their fancy words. They're lost. They're broken, and they're trying to run this nation. And our world is crumbling. This is no time to have weight. This is no time to miss church. This is no time not to be praying when you wake up in the morning and getting that Bible reading going. This is no time to play games. This is no time to add extra things. This is no time to debate how much you can carry. We are living in the last days. We're on the last leg. We're almost there. You've come this far. Go ahead and finish the race. You've already come this far. Don't add something else. In fact, get rid of something else. Anything that easily besets you, anything that makes it tempting to quit, anything that gets in the way. Remove it. Get rid of it so that you will not sin. In Jesus' name, help us get rid of the weight. And then look to Jesus. The last step, if you're going to make it to the end, is look to Jesus. The Bible says he's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the first. He's the last. He's the leader. He's the completer. Why do we look to him? Because for the joy that was set before him, he endured a cross. We endure the race. He endures the cross. He's my hero. He's who I look to when I want to quit. 
He's what I have to keep my eyes on sometimes when I feel like giving up. When the cloud's not enough, I have to look to him, my God, who died on the cross, who endured the suffering, who endured the pain, who was stripped down to nakedness. Even he knew how to have the weights cast off to finish the race. He was naked. He was beaten. He was torn. And yet he said, I call it joy. He's my hero. He's my inspiration because if I can just maintain that this race has joy in the end, I can stay in the journey. I can fight the good fight of faith. I can keep pushing forward, but I just have to know that the joy is coming, that the joy is coming. It's set before me. The reward is there. I can get there. I can make it. I can get to the throne because my Jesus had to endure the cross. All the process can be joyful if where you are going to is greater than where you're going than what you're going through. And the reason why I have joy is not because everything's easy, but because I see the finish line. I see where I'm headed. I see it's going to be worth it all one day. It's going to be worth it all one day. I'm trying to finish this thing. It's not about how fast. It's not about how easy or how difficult. It's about finishing it and the joy I feel is that I'm almost there. You will never find joy in the journey if you're running from hell and not toward heaven. You will never love this life if what's set before you is not a prize worth all your pain, all your suffering, all that you've been through. Looking to Jesus. The only way we're going to make it, church family, in this year this last days, is we've got to get in the Bible and figure out that people have gone before us and they've gone through worse than we've gone through and they made it by faith. We'll have to get rid of any weight in our life that makes it easy to not want to go to church, easy to not pray, easy to not fast. If you're addicted to food, fast until it breaks. Yeah. Yeah. Because... We have to be lightweight. We can't have anything packed onto us. We cannot make it with the weight. And then we've got to keep our eyes on the prize. We've got to look to Jesus. He's the author. He can direct your path. He can keep you on the straight and narrow. And he can make sure you finish. He is the finisher of our faith. You know what we need right now? We need a good dose of finish in us. We need a good dose of Jesus in us. Because I'm going to tell you what will really get you to the end. It's not just the witnesses. It's not just the weight getting out of you. It's Jesus. Jesus is the only one able to help you at the very last. When you feel like you're barely making it and you feel like you've got nothing left, look at Jesus on the cross and realize if he can endure that, I can take one more step. I can wake up one more day. I can get up one more day and fight. I can get up one more day and push. One more day and pray. In the name of Jesus, look to Jesus. If he can die on the cross for me, I can run for him. If he can sacrifice all of that for me, then what can I do for him? I can run the good race. I can stay in the fight. I came today to tell you, endure. Stay in the race. Somebody said, I'm going to make it in Jesus' name. Anybody believe today you're going to make it in Jesus' name? Anybody believe you can make it in the race? You're going to stay in the race. You've got the solution. You've got the answer, Brother D.C. You've got the way to do it. God's given you a plan to do it. You're going to make it in Jesus' name. It's not as bad as you think it is. You can get rid of some weights in Jesus' name. I've done it. Others have done it. And you can do it too in Jesus' name. How's it feel, Brandon, getting rid of those weights? Doesn't it feel good? Don't you feel like you can run a little longer when you get rid of those weights? This church preaches against the weight like no other church will do because we love you and because we want you to keep running. And anybody I've ever preached to that got rid of extra weight has stayed in the race. 
God help us, we're going to finish in Jesus' name. Let's all stand. Let's lift our hands to heaven right now and let's get ready because we have to finish the race. We've got to receive the word right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Make your mind up right now, church family. Guests alike, ladies and gentlemen, make your mind up right now. I've got to finish this race. I ain't going to just go to church. I'm not just going to come on in here. I'm not just going to come in here and just go to church. I'm going to stay in the race. I'm not just going to act like I got the clothes on. I'm not just going to play the part and get the number. I'm going to make sure that I'm going to run in the race. I'm going to go through being tired times and struggles, uphill climbs. I'm staying in the race. Whatever it costs me, I'll pay the price because I will be saved. I will run the race. In Jesus' name, the Lord wanted me to encourage someone and tell you right now, it's worth getting up the weight, getting the weights out of your life. It's worth it, you hear me? It's worth anything you've got, any relationship that you've got. Any relationship that you have, it's worth it. Lay aside every weight. Lay aside every weight. This is the beginning of a year. It's time to make some commitments. It's time for us to make sure our hearts are pure. It's time to make sure that we're holy and we're clean and we're righteous. Anything that you've got attached to you that is holding you back, I'm telling you for your own good, make sure you search your heart today and get rid of it. Listen to David. Listen to Samson. Don't keep those things in your life so you can finish the race. Praise the Lord. Let's let everybody who wants to finish come down today and let's close today in the front of the church. Let's let every runner today who says, I'm making my mind up right now. I don't care what anybody else does. I'm going to finish the race. I don't care what anybody else does. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. Let's come make our minds up and determine this morning if you're a guest today and you need to receive the power of the Holy Ghost to keep you running in the race. I invite you to come down and pray today. If you want to get baptized to get the weight of sin off of you from your past, you can get Get baptized today in Jesus' name. I'm going to finish. I'm going to make it. I'm going to last. For he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Doesn't matter how much you can lift, my friend, if you can't last. Doesn't matter what you've accomplished heretofore if you won't be here next week. Make your mind up. Ain't nothing going to get me out of the church. Ain't nothing. Nobody. Nobody's offense. Nobody's sharp words. Nobody's foolish statements are going to get me out of the race. I lay aside everything. I look to the heroes of faith for my inspiration and I look to Jesus to finish me. I've got everything I need. Every tool I need. God, we lay down the weights today at the altar. God, we lay down everything that's pulling our attention, every dream of man, every career opportunity, anything that we dream of, God, that pulls us away. It's not worth it, church family. It's not worth it today. We've got to make pure commitments right now. I've got to stop carrying this. I've got to cast this off. Jesus said, cast your cares on me. Get rid of all that extra. Fast until you run faster. Fast until you get lighter. Go through the inventories. Check your screen time on your devices. And make sure nothing's distracting you from the ultimate purpose of your life. And that is to run the race, the good race, the good faith race. We're going to make it in Jesus' name. Don't try to impress anybody with how much you can get away with. But say, I don't want any of this. As soon as I realize it's a distraction, it's got to go. As soon as I realize it's a distraction, it's got to leave my life. Not because I can't carry it, because I can't carry it very long. Oh, God, God, we sacrifice today and we give up these things today. And we're glad to do it. It's a joy to do it, God. It's a joy to do it today because it's going to help me run faster. It's going to help me run faster. It's going to help me run faster. Thank you, God.
The Lord's speaking to us today in this service. We've got to be runners, y'all. We've got to be runners. I know it's, hard to, it's a hard concept to grasp in American culture. I know we take cars everywhere. We don't, we don't walk a lot. We don't run a lot. But this is, this is how we were built. We were built to be runners. Did you know the human body was built to run long distances? Do you know that it's a proven scientific fact that running helps your cardio? Cardio, cardio, your heart. That if you can get speed and you can stay and keep that pace, do you understand what happens to the heart? The blood flow increases. Runners say they have more energy. Because you're training your body to be useful, to be powerful, to endure. It's a scientific fact that running is not a bad thing, but it's a good thing. And now there's this thing called a runner's high. A runner's high where people are addicted to running because of chemicals that are released in the brain that make them feel like they're on a drug. Y'all, it's not as bad as you think. Live for God easy, it will be hard. Live for God hard, it will be easy. God's calling us today to make a new commitment, a fresh commitment this morning to getting back in the race. I'm off course today, Pastor. How would I get back on? Repent. The word repent is directional, not elevational. It's not about up or down. It's about right. It's about the right direction. It's about where you're going. Repent. Repentance is when you recognize I'm not on the right path. I'm going the wrong way, but I'm going to get back on right now. That's repentance. If you feel like you're not on the right course, guess what? Repent. That doesn't mean just cry. That doesn't mean just say you're sorry. That means recognize which way you're going and go, that's not right. on the right course all is forgiven nothing there's nothing to worry about now you know why you're on the right course there is no condemnation because you got back on the course running running is key and we've got to run and we've got to push and we've got to endure and we're going to make it in Jesus somebody said we're going to make it in Jesus name Connect with your neighbor right now. Let's close out in prayer in the name of Jesus. Let's connect with somebody. Come on, we're not alone in the race. There's a whole multitude of runners saying, come on, you got this. You got this. You got this. You're not by yourself. There's witnesses around here today saying, I- I've made it for a long time. You can too. Let somebody feel your spirit. Let somebody feel your strength right now. Let somebody feel that. We've all got pain. We've all got suffering. We've all got uphill climbs and battles. We've all gone through difficulties. God, we make commitments fresh today that we will stay in the race. We'll give up anything we have to give up that's drawing attention away from us. It's going to be a sin one day if I don't do it, but we're going to make it, Jesus. God, bless my brother right now. God, bless my sister right now. Fill them with the power of the Holy Ghost today. Somebody repent. Get back on the race. There's no such thing as disqualification You can repent and get back on the race. The only unforgivable sin is the sin that doesn't get back in the race. Lord, thank you for the preacher catching me today. I found myself drifting the easier pathways. I found myself carrying things I don't need to carry. It's hurting me. Thank you for the word of grace today, Father. I repent. I'm back in it. I'm fresh. It's a new year. It's a new me. I'm ready to run again. I know what got me tripped up. I know what messed me up. I know what got in the way. I know why I got off track. But I'm sorry, God. I'm ready to start again. I'm going to make it in Jesus' name. You're going to make it in Jesus' name. I feel the presence of the Lord right now in this place moving. You're going to make it, church family. We are going to make it, church family, against all odds, against all challenges, all difficulties. In the name of Jesus, you will make it. You're a runner.
You're built to run the race. Endure, endure, endure every obstacle, every difficulty, every sickness, every doubt. Just stay in the fight. Stay in the fight. Stay in the fight in Jesus' name. Get up and go to church again. Get up and pray again. Everybody say, I'm going to make it.